Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. The U.S. Supreme Court temporarily allows abortion pills by mail. The Supreme Court also may restore Sundays off for some Christians, including postal workers. And why is Tucker Carlson really out at Fox News? Is it because of his Christian faith? Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. The United States Supreme Court is now ruling to temporarily allow abortion pills to continue to be mailed to young girls to kill their children by chemical means. Live Action reports. The Supreme Court issued a temporary order allowing until the case is heard uh, more fully in the future, the abortion drug mifepristone to remain on the market while legal proceedings regarding its FDA approval continue. That ruling was released last week Friday in response to a U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit's decision regarding the distribution of mifepristone, which is the first drug of a multiple drug cocktail that kills children through abortion. The court had temporarily ruled to allow the abortion pill to be dispensed by mail until it issued its decision. That was like on Monday of that week and then Friday, five days later, the Supreme Court extended by 48 hours and now uh, has been extended indefinitely, allowing the abortion pill to be mailed to teenagers, maybe without their parents' knowledge or consent. On April 12th, the Fifth Circuit issued a partial stay of an earlier ruling by U.S. District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek. He had ruled on April 7th to suspend the FDA approval of the abortion pill. But after the Department of Justice, uh, of course, Joe Biden's administration, appealed that decision, the Fifth Circuit Court ruled that the abortion pill could continue to be distributed, but reinstated safety requirements dating back to 2016. In 2016, that's when President Obama's administration had issued crazy rules that not only allowed the abortion pill to be distributed by mail, but to teenagers and up to 10 weeks of pregnancy. Before that time, the Bush era rules had said, you can only distribute these pills if it's by a certified prescriber, if it's dispensed in person, not through the mail, and then only up to seven weeks after conception. Well, now the liberal rules, Obama rules are, are held in place pending further appeal. Following the Fifth Circuit Court ruling, Biden's DOJ filed an emergency application asking the Supreme Court to intervene. Their briefing said the following, quote, if allowed to take effect, the lower court's orders would upend regulatory regime for mifepristone with sweeping consequences for the pharmaceutical industry, 
women who need access to the child-killing drug and FDA's ability to implement its statutory authority, end quote. The maker of this drug, Mifepristone, is a company called Danco, D-A-N-C-O, and they also filed an emergency application at the Supreme Court, which then ultimately ruled, for now, pending further discussion, that the abortion pill could continue to be distributed, even by mail, even to young girls, even if it's not in person, even if it's uh, within 10 weeks of conception. Alliance Defending Freedom, Senior Counsel Eric Baptist issued a statement criticizing the new Supreme Court decision, but said the Christian lawyers will continue to fight this lawsuit to the end, praying for a reversal of this temporary loss. That's the news, our thanks to live action for that important discussion. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. Uh, in this story, we have human actors, right? We have judges, we have the FDA, we have the administration, lawyers arguing, uh, and then and there's the woman in the valley of decision. Should I take the abortion pill? Should I get it through the mail and not tell my parents? This is like a 13-year-old, 14-year-old girl that might be deciding this. I'm telling you, the non-human spirits are in the room with her. The Spirit of God is whispering on her shoulder, don't kill your child. And the Spirit of the devil is whispering on her other shoulder, go ahead and kill your child. What will she choose, God or the devil? Well, Jesus explained that difference in John 10.10. 10. The Bible says this, in fact, quoting Jesus himself, the thief or Satan or the devil does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. That's what the devil wants to do. But I have come, said Jesus, that you might have life and to have it more abundantly. If you want abundant life, young ladies, listen to Jesus and keep your baby. Let's pray about this. Would you pray with me? Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for your victory. Uh, and the long game at the Supreme Court is that eventually this will be reversed and more children will be saved less children will be killed. God, don't make it easy to kill children in America, but let the laws of God prevail, first on our hearts, and then in American policy. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about why was Tucker Carlson really fired from Fox News? We're here in Israel, in literally the scene of all of the holy sites, like the Via Dolorosa, where Jesus carried his cross, the garden tomb where he was raised from the dead, the Sea of Galilee, where he taught the disciples. And I prayed, Lord, how can I bring this inspiring environment into your living room? And what we've produced is a four DVD disc set with the entire Gospel of Matthew. I teach every verse in all 28 chapters of Matthew in short 12 minute segments, so you can understand the exact words that Jesus taught from the exact location where Jesus lived. Pick up the phone right now and call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. For a suggested donation of just $50, we'll give you all four discs, the entire Gospel of Matthew, or you can write to us at the address on your screen or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You're gonna love this Bible teaching. Pick up the phone and call us today. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden 
just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25, exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our next story, uh, I'm just gonna go off the cuff and then we're gonna show a video of a speech by Tucker Carlson that I believe reveals the real reason he was fired or let go from Fox News. Tucker Carlson, a, a friend to me, right? He had me on his TV show when I was a Navy chaplain way back in the day. Um, he has now been let go of Fox News and there are four maybe theories. He's not saying why and Fox News is not saying why. They're denying the question, right? Uh, but there are four theories maybe of why he was let go. The first one by the New York Times, oh, it had something to do with his comments privately about Dominion voting machines and the scandal of election integrity. Another theory, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., a Democrat running for president, tweeted that Tucker was fired because he spoke, uh, spoke out against uh, the COVID vaccine mandates and Big Pharma, who sponsors a lot of TV ads, ultimately called for his ouster. And then Trump followers, right? The, they believe Tucker was followed because he exposed the January 6th videos that proved the Democrats were out to get Trump and his followers. I don't think it's any of those. I think the fourth reason is about to become evident. Did you know the very last speech that he gave before getting fired, we're gonna show excerpts of it now, was to the Heritage Foundation, where he used to be uh, on the staff, I think, and it's because of his Christian faith. You listen to his, the devil was angry with Tucker Carlson, and that's why he got fired. Let's go ahead and roll that clip. We should, in this sad moment of profound and widespread destruction of the institutions that people who share our views built, by the way, earlier generations that would agree substantially with every person in this room, they built those and now they're being destroyed. And oh, that's so depressing. But we can also see rising in the distance new things, new institutions led by new people who are every bit as brave as the people who came before us, amen. Here's the second thing I'd like to say before I get to the conversation with Dr. Roberts, which is that it might be time to start to reassess the terms we use to, <laughs> to describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes. Right, so like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're gonna argue about tax rates and I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever. But the objective is the same. And so we write our papers and they write their papers and may the best papers win. I, I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. 
And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. But I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant, and what do we do about that, and victims of rape. I, you know, I get it. I, of course I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? Well, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans. It was everybody. So like, that's what that is. Well, what's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. When people or crowds of people, or the largest crowd of people at all, which is the federal government, the largest human organization in human history, decide that the goal is to destroy things, destruction for its own sake, hey, let's tear it down. What you're watching is not a political movement, it's evil. So if you want to assess, and I'll put it in non, and I'll stop with this, I'll put it in non, I'll put it in non-political, uh, or non, rather non-specific theological terms, and just say, if you want to know what's evil and what's good, what are the characteristics of those? And by the way, you know, I, I think the Athenians would have agreed with this. This is not necessarily just a Christian notion. This is kind of a, I would say, widely agreed upon understanding of good and evil. What are its products? What do these two conditions produce? Well, I mean, good is characterized by order, calmness, tranquility, peace, whatever you want to call it, lack of conflict, cleanliness. Cleanliness is next to godliness. It's true. It is. And evil is characterized by their opposites. Violence, hate, disorder, division, disorganization, and filth. So if you are all in on the things that produce the latter basket of outcomes, what you're really advocating for is evil. That's just true. I'm not calling for a religious war, far from it. I'm merely calling for an acknowledgement of what we're watching, which is not what, and I'm not, certainly not backing the Republican Party. I mean, ugh. I'm not making a partisan point at all. 
I'm, I'm just noting what's super obvious. Like those of us who are in our mid-50s are caught in the past in the way that we think about this. One side's like, no, no, you know, I've got this idea and we've got this idea and let's have a debate about our ideas. They don't want a debate. Those ideas won't produce outcomes that any rational person would want under any circumstances. Those are manifestations of some larger force acting upon us. It's just so obvious. It's completely obvious. And I think two things. One, we should say that and stop engaging in these totally fraudulent debates where we are using the terms that we used in 1991 when I started at Heritage as if maybe, you know, I could just win the debate if I marshaled more facts. I've tried that, doesn't work. And two, maybe we should all take just like 10 minutes a day to say a prayer about it. I'm serious, like why not? And I'm saying that to you, not as some kind of evangelist, I'm literally saying that to you as an Episcopalian. The Samaritans of our time. I'm coming to you from the most humble and lowly theological position you can. I'm literally an Episcopalian, okay? And even I have concluded it might be worth taking just 10 minutes out of your busy schedule to say a prayer for the future, and I hope you will. So there you saw Tucker Carlson himself talking about his Christian faith, calling for prayer. We call for prayer all the time and they won't let me on Fox News. Well, why should Tucker be any different? <laughs> Let's take a short break. I'll leave you to judge. We report, you decide. But the Bible says this in Isaiah 30, right? It's gonna to come to the prophets eventually. The false prophets say to the true prophets, the seer, do not see. And the persecutors tell the true prophets, do not prophesy to us about right things. Instead, speak to us smooth things and prophesy deceits. It's because he spoke the truth. You and I know the difference. Because he spoke the truth, and because of his Christian faith. That's why Tucker is out. Let's take a short break. When we come back, the Supreme Court may restore Sundays off for Christians. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here with this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this, into your amazing charity and show. Well, thank you, sir. I accept that endorsement and we support your work at MyPillow.com. Remember everybody, when you visit, use the promo code PRAYNEWS, you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get for Jesus name, amen. Amen. You're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Dog whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. 
That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited, and once they're gone, they're gone. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. Our last story comes from Liberty Council and our friend Matt Staver, who report the Supreme Court has now heard oral arguments in a case that may ultimately restore Sundays off for some Christians, especially government workers or postal workers. Last week, Tuesday, the US Supreme Court heard oral arguments in the case involving a Christian mail carrier, Gerald Groff. We interviewed his attorney on this program, who chose to resign from the US Postal Service rather than be fired after they refused to accommodate his religious request to not work on Sundays. He, Gerald Groff, the mail carrier, considers Sunday to be a day of worship and rest according to his Christian faith. And he asserts that federal law requires that the government, in this case, the US Postal Service, his employer, must accommodate his religious observance. And he appealed all the way to the US Supreme Court. The High Court is now deciding whether to overturn its 1977 precedent, almost 50 years ago, in a Transworld Airlines versus Hardison case, which instituted a standard giving employers more latitude and it make it easier to deny religious accommodations under what they call a undue burden test or a de minimis standard. I'll explain that in a second. But plaintiffs are now asking the Supreme Court to overrule that bad precedent and instead restore the original intent of the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. You know the law that not only protects people from racial discrimination, but religious discrimination. Is there religious discrimination happening against Christians in this case? Uh, Groff says yes. There is no reason to treat Title VII as it stands, the federal law passed since 1964, that would treat discrimination on account of religion any differently than on account of race or sex. Liberty Council filed an amicus brief to the Supreme Court arguing that Harrison's de minimis test makes a mockery of Title VII and discriminates against religion. At the heart of the case, uh, Groff versus DeJoy is a 46-year-old interpretation of undue hardship in Hardison, interpreting to mean that whenever an employer suffers more than a de minimis cost, then it's allowed to discriminate against the employee's religion. Well, that's a ridiculous level. I mean, more than a minimum, if, if there's a, a little bit more than a minimum cost, you can fire the Christian. Well, that's not right. During Tuesday's oral arguments, Graf's attorney, Aaron Street, said the earlier 1977 case was a bad precedent because now the de minimis test undermines Title VII's promise to employees 
that they should never be forced to choose between their job and their faith. The Christian attorney said in his opening argument the following, quote, Hardison, that is the 1977 case, uh, de minimis test makes a mockery of the English language and no party truly defends it today. It construes undue hardship according to the plain meaning of the text, uh, meaning significant difficulty or expense to match the language of the accommodation standard with the Americans with Disability Act, end quote. In other words, it is easier to fire Christians in America than it is to fire the disabled, when actually they should have the same level of protection from the 1964 Civil Rights Act. But in comes the Biden administration, right? And they're against religious freedom and they send their Solicitor General, Elizabeth Proligar, who argues not just for the Biden administration, but for the post office saying, you should fire those Christians because the de minimis test needs clarification. But they, she also expressed concern about the court making a new standard that calls into question the way the government and lower courts have been applying Hardison in the meaning of undue hardship for nearly 50 years. That's the news, our thanks to Liberty Council for that report. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I wanna leave you with this encouraging word, right? Exodus 20, this is the command of God, right? Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, maybe you're a Sabbath keeper, maybe you're a Saturday or, or Muslim Friday Sabbath keeper, right? Uh, that's not, that's not, not my point. My point is you should never be forced to choose between obedience to your God and the ability to work and put food on your own table. Everyone in America should be able to do both, practice their faith and eat, but they're giving an impossible choice. The devil is saying, just disobey God a little bit and then you can eat. But God is saying, keep holy the Sabbath, even if it costs you your job. Let's take a short break and I'll have a word to conclude the show. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples received the power of God from on high and began speaking in other tongues but we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30. Call us at 866-ObeyGod to get yours today, or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30 or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Thank you for watching and we need your charitable donations to bring you these important broadcasts. The Bible says this in Matthew 6, when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be done in secret. And your father who sees what you do in secret will himself reward you openly. Thank you for donating when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll free, 866-Obey-God, 
We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.